welcome to episode 503 of the Eventing Radio Show, brought to you by Eventing Riders Association of North America. We would like to thank our title sponsor, Bit of Britain. Find everything you need for your eventing needs at bitofbritain.com. This week on the show, we interview top USA eventer Lynn Szymanski, fresh from a busy weekend at the official WEG test event. I'm Liz Halliday-Sharp, coming to you this week from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Paul Tapner, coming to you this week from Wiltshire, UK. So, Paul, I feel like a little bit of a broken record here, because every time we're on the eventing radio show, we talk about the weather. But I actually think this is quite a relevant topic at the moment for the poor United Kingdom. I mean, I'm looking at my calendar right now and thinking... We're about a month away from badminton, the biggest four-star in the world, and no events have been running in the UK. Am I right? I mean, this is we're getting pretty close to crunch time here. Uh, You're absolutely right. Uh, So last weekend, um, the own there was only one event in the whole of the United Kingdom that ran. And just to give uh, the listeners not from the United Kingdom what that means, uh, there would have been seven events scheduled to run uh, last weekend. So uh, six of them cancelled. So and and when you look at the the schedule uh, of this the calendar of this year it is just event after event after event that's been cancelled due to the weather um so really uh disappointing for all of us event riders disappointing for the event organizers and uh absolutely there's been it's 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 threatening the whole season and everybody's planning to to get to badminton and to, it even now is starting to threaten badminton like you know they they have already well and truly started their setup they've got a lot of infrastructure to get in there there's a lot of grandstands to put up you know it's a complete greenfield site uh, that has to be built up from scratch takes many months to build up and these are the months that they're supposed to be doing it and if they can't get these big heavy machinery and big heavy trucks on site to build all the infrastructure um there's you know, it gets to crunch time where there's just not enough hours in the day to build everything they need to, to run the show. So um, I know that they've been a little bit stressed uh, over at uh, Badminton trying to get everything in. They are still working away very hard to get it all in place, uh, but it's certainly made life very hard for them. And, uh, you know, it's it's made life hard for all the event riders as well. We've, we've had some couple of event riders already withdraw from Badminton, um, just simply stating that they haven't had enough preparation uh, to get to badminton. Well, and I think that's right. I think some of these more experienced older horses, they can perhaps go to badminton off one run. But if you had a first timer, you you definitely would want to make sure you're prepared. It's the only thing that's fair to the horse um, and even fair to the rider. So it's definitely been difficult. And um, we have seen badminton get canceled before. I mean, I really hope this isn't going to happen uh, I, I'm, I'm for one, I'm very happy that I've not been in, in England this winter because my horses have actually had some runs and we're actually heading home, um, yeah, very soon here. In about three weeks' time, our horses will be heading back to England. Um, so I really hope the weather sorts itself out before I get there because <laughs> I'm not really looking forward to snow in April. Well, I, well, well, Liz, I hope not too many other pro-English uh, event riders are listening to your smugness because you, you might lose a few friends with all of that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but then the proof Oopsie, might be in the pudding sorry. when you go and win all the events. Well, we have, you know, everyone 
can come out here. We've got some space. But um, no, but we have been, we've been very lucky this year. We've actually been very lucky with the weather at a lot of our events. And, you know, it's um, where we, in this occasion, this this recent weekend when we were at Tryon and at the very uh, spectacular site of the 2018 World Equestrian Games, um, we, the course was actually desperate for some rain. And, and we were lucky that there was a huge storm forecast for Cross Country Day and it conveniently just hit the night before the cross country and held off until sort of later that evening around 5 p.m. So we were very, very lucky there. Uh, but certainly it, it just seems crazy that, you know, I, I just did my third advanced event of the season. Um, and it seems nuts to be thinking that when everybody's struggling to even get an intermediate run done over there. So I hope that everybody can get get their events done. And, and obviously the, uh, the actual WEG is on its way very soon so some people are still hoping to qualify aren't they and get selected and improve what they can do and that must be getting tough yes indeed and uh, of course as is always the case with badminton uh, in, in any year not just a, a, a championship year there's a, a lot of riders which are traveling uh, overseas so there's quite a few uh, a couple of new zealand riders coming over specifically for badminton and i don't know whether they've landed already or not or whether they're just coming in for the event but they if they're still at home they must be sitting in new zealand going why am i bothering why am i on earth am i going to that place that is just knee deep in mud uh, so uh, yeah there's it, it, the effects uh, are certainly far-reaching when um, we have so many major events uh, of the eventing the international eventing circuit here in the UK and of course the, uh, the our most recent four star coming up is the newly branded Land Rover Kentucky three-day event which is quickly upon us I think many people had their very last run um, before Kentucky at the fork which is actually held at Tryon um, which is where we just were. We drove through the night on Sunday night to get home to Ocala. So we're all recovering from that. But it, it is a great venue. And uh, I think a lot of horses had a great run there and got their chance to get into that really big stadium for the dressage and the show jumping um, ahead of heading out to Kentucky. So it's the season has just gone by so fast. And um, I myself am looking forward to actually spectating at Kentucky because I'm just doing the test ride um, for the dressage. So I get to walk the course and have that that sort of less stressful experience on Saturday where I can uh, just watch <laughs> everybody get getting nervous. Yeah, you get the best of both worlds. You get all of the benefit of being a competitor, competitor, but none of the stress and all of the fun of being a spectator. This, this is the way forward. Well, there we go. Yeah. Well, I like you know, I, look, I love Kentucky. I would love to be competing there, but I think, you know, my, my goal will be uh, aiming towards a certain German event later in the year, a couple of months on from now. And um, I think it'll be nice to just walk the course and, sort of take it all in rather than uh, having those butterflies flying through the entire time. Now, Liz, uh, we might have been suffering from the bad weather here in the UK, but uh, as you've uh, already gloated, you're certainly not over there. Well, it has been some random weather, but it hasn't stopped play at all. It's just made you a little bit uncomfortable, which is, uh, you know, us UK people are quite happy about. Uh, so <laughs> where, where did you get out of venting last weekend? Well, like I said, I've, we've just come home from Tryon, literally Sunday night. So we've had three weeks away. Um, sort of feels like it feels like a year, actually, once we it got back to Ocala. Yeah. But we, we competed at Carolina, of course, which we discussed. And then we were very lucky to stay at the beautiful Gavilan Farm, which is Will Faudry's place um, in North Carolina. So we were we had a lovely time there and then drove the four hours to Tryon from his place um, to compete at 
the fork, and also the WAG testament. So that so was, um, was that was all great. of the driving worth it. You've living the lifestyle of the 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 elite. A professional eventer and spending more of your time <laughs> in a truck or as much time in, traveling in a truck as what you are on a horse or possibly even uh, less time actually competing so the little bit of competing you did in between all of that truck driving and traveling around did you win uh i didn't win sadly um uh, no my, oh. it was okay i ended up uh, just i just ran De Niro Z in the three star and he finished 10th um, he was outstanding in the cross country, um, even better than before, which was great. And probably not my best show jumping around. I actually two rails, which I haven't had on him for a very long time. So I was a little bit annoyed with myself, but, um, you know, we can't fault De Niro. He's a very good jumper. And I know that, you know, he'll be back on his game very soon. So, um, and he's come through the event really well and really fit and really happy. And, you know, it's just one of those things I'm going to blame myself, perhaps. So I didn't give him the best rides, and the time was very, very tight. And it, I think when you go chasing the time, sometimes you don't give them the very best ride, do a couple of fences. So I'll just have to um, reassess, work a bit harder at home, and pull myself together and get out there again. But um, I can't really fault the horse for his cross-country. He was outstanding and just gets better and better. So that side of it was great. And, um, it was great to just be there and experience that facility again and get in the big arena and you know, sort of see what is taking form at Tryon because it is just literally completely under construction right now. I mean, there's so much being put in and the you could see where the cross country is going to come over the hill. And I'll tell you, it's going to be a serious test. I mean, it is going to be tough and the horses are going to have to be very, very fit. It's going oh, to be a hell of good. a pull. It's what a World Equestrian Games are supposed to be. They are the world championships, and they need to produce a world champion and a world championship team. So uh, it's great to hear that you uh, think it's going to be a, a tough eventing cross-country track. That's what our sport is all about. So um, uh, with all this bad weather in the UK, you know what I did last week? Because all my events were cancelled, I was uh, chief supporter and chief groom of my daughter who did what I think might be the very first ever, which is something my wife and my sister-in-law invented at our farm, um, a hunter trial, uh, arena hunter trial. I don't even, we oh, don't even know what wow. to call it. So we normally do arena eventing. Arena hunter and, trial. And, yeah, exactly. We normally do arena eventing, um, and, and but this time they decided at, at Wickstead Horseplay they would do uh, a hunter trial and an English style hunter trial uh, over the uh, all weather arena eventing surface. So we had, uh, if anybody uh, knows Brilliant. what uh, mad people hunters are in the UK, um, we had the, what they call the pairs. So you have. Pairs going around, jumping oh the course goodness. at the same time, which is, yes, oh, my goodness. I've never seen so many spectators at my farm on the bank watching the thing, cheering and hooting and hollering for for these pairs competitions. It was hilarious. So uh, a little bit different um, from our normal uh, uh, eventing scene, but certainly a good bit of fun that we had. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure somebody, some listener was going to tweet or, or Facebook us and say, no, no, we've done an arena hunter trial before, but we think it's the first one ever done. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's my claim <laughs> to fame from the bad weather from last weekend <laughs> sounds fantastic i think you need to sort of push that towards british eventing you might be able to start sort of a new thing for the winter <laughs> you might even that might you might have to hold an event tappers because i don't think the ground is going to work anywhere else well so there's, uh, think there's you could certainly squish enough fences in there 
<laughs> no, it certainly has been a topic of conversation over here because Aston the Walls has a massive uh, all-weather training uh, cross-country facility. Of and they tried to hold an affiliated uh, one-day event, which was going to be largely on the surface. But because they couldn't get the distance, like you were going to have to do 20 laps of their arena to get the distance um, oh of a normal, uh, of a you know, to fit within the rules of an affiliated one-day event, um, there was much debate as to whether they should be given special permission to do so or not because anybody that knows the Aston Wall site um, it's very unique in that they are the actual British eventing standard jumps like even some of the advanced jumps they do put on the surface and you can train over them so they are the actual yeah. jumps you would jump in competition out on out on the course uh, but actually on the on an all-weather surface in their arenas so um, it did spark quite a lot of debate on social media in the in the last week or so about whether that should actually happen or not so um it's an interesting one that certainly people are, are starting to talk about and think about but uh i think we're all in agreement. we're all hardcore fans we want to actually go across country and the whole aim of the Absolutely. game is to get out and get muddy so uh hopefully <laughs> this weekend <laughs> Sounds like you're on your way. And it is, of course, Belton Park this weekend, which would be one of the last big runs that any of the horses prepping for badminton uh, or even Kentucky could have. Am I correct? Yes, indeed. Uh, Belton this weekend has always been seen as a little bit of a, a, a form factor or a form guide for who's in form and who's going to win badminton. You, you quite often say, you know, anybody in the top five at Belton, you're going to see them probably in contention at badminton. So everybody will be desperate to get out and prove their worth this weekend at Belton. So fingers crossed the weather stays good and we get a good show at Belton. It's an amazing show for spectators. It's an amazing show for competitors and owners. So we're certainly very much looking forward to kicking off the big time circuit this weekend in the UK at Belton. And hopefully next week or the week after, you and I will be able to interview someone who might have won it. Won it. Oh my goodness, that would be exciting if we could interview someone who's actually done an event in Britain this season. We haven't really had that opportunity, which is hard to believe this, you know, getting in, into April like we are. But, um, well, we will all keep our fingers crossed because I know how much the badminton bound horses need a good, strong run. So I know that um, all of us are hoping that, that goes through. And um, those who, we should probably get to one of our... Uh, people that has actually had a very good run um, who we're looking forward to interviewing and we will get to them right after these messages from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Jenny Brannigan and I'm here to introduce to you None Finer's Soft Grip Rubber Reins. Rubber reins are a must in any situation where your grip might be compromised. Reins sweat from your horse's neck or from your nervous palms. These reins are a favorite of many upper level riders and they are super for show jumping and cross country alike. Unlike rubber reins of the old days, these reins are supple and they aren't bulky since they are only 5 eighths of an inch wide. The leather proportions are beautiful bridled leather and are only 3 centimeters more narrow than the rubber. The attachment to your bit is made with convenient top quality buckles. The non-finer soft grip rubber reins come in both black or Havana brown leather with your choice of white, black, brown, royal blue, or red rubber. The reason why I like to use John's soft grip rubber reins. They're actually soft while still being strong and durable. I also like to use them on the flat. They're good for feeling soft, elastic connection to the bit. Joining us now on the Eventing Radio Show, we are pleased to welcome one of the USA's top international eventing riders. It's Lynn Szymanski. Lynn, welcome to the Eventing Radio Show. 
Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. So, Lynn, it's been a busy start to your season already. We've just come home from the Fork, which was actually also the um, official WEG test event, which was very exciting. So we've all come back from try on. It's been a bit crazy. And you were pretty busy yourself there, weren't you? Yeah, um, I probably saw more of you there than anybody else, um, having <laughs> to slip ourselves between two different barns. Um, yeah, I had been to that venue the first time they had the American Eventing Championships there. Um, so I hadn't been back uh, since then, and I had not seen the track on the other side of the course, on the golf course, um, where the WAG will run. Uh, so that was pretty exciting to see and get to ride in person. Uh, they've made some changes at the venue for sure. They've been working. I think they have a bit more work to do, it sounds like. Um, but, yeah, it was it, it is a venue unlike anything else here in the States or really um, internationally. It is unbelievable and quite an experience for the horses that are green to go there the first time. Yeah, no, it definitely is. And just for our um, listeners who have not been to try on yet and have not experienced all the heavy construction and all the work that's going on, the cross-country course is quite a hike from the normal venue. So it's a, it's about a 20-minute hack if you're walking. Um, and then the cross-country course itself is on the old golf course. And, um, you, you know, I thought it, I quite like it there. It's very undulating, isn't it? Just um, Just give us a little rundown of what it was like because we know that it's going to be the same ground as the first seven minutes of the actual world equestrian games isn't it yeah I, you know i thought it had a good feel when we first walked the track i don't think they had had rain in a bit so it walked like it felt a bit hard but um i have to say actually the footing held up great um and the horses honestly felt really good on it i you know rode a few different ones across that ground and uh you know, as the day went, I thought the footing held up amazingly well. Um, it really, it is undulating, um, and there is a bit of terrain there, uh, you know, some switchback turns, and, and I think the good thing about the track is it does lend you to really be able to open them up, but also ask some technical questions as well. So actually, really, I quite liked riding on that, um, that bit of land, because the other place closer to the venue has been a little bit twistier and turnier, um, and, you know, I I I don't really get a feel for the last part of the track yet. It, from the sounds of it, they're making quite a big pull towards minute eight. Um, so it sounds like you would want to be on something that's quite blood, especially uh, in the middle of the summer where we could be blessed with temperatures up to 100. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad I went and got to run a few horses on it to get a feel of, um, you know, what we could possibly be expecting if we are lucky enough to get there. Well, I think you probably will be lucky enough to get there, and I certainly hope I don't give you the uh, radio interviewer's curse on that one. But, uh, you know, you've <laughs> had a fantastic uh, run there, and you've spoken very positively about the cross-country course. I'm listening there thinking, now, I just wonder whether you think it's a great course because it suits your horses and your style, and that's what's, you know, exciting you, that you've you've got – Donna ready for, for the games, probably, you know, a few others in, in, in contention as well there, maybe up your sleeve. But, you know, is he, you're looking at the course through his eyes. You know, when I look at a cross-country course, I'm always looking at it through a horse's eyes. So, you know, is that what is maybe influencing your opinion of the course and the track that they're building there? No, I mean, I guess that what I have an advantage of is knowing Mark's design on some sort of track like this. Um, I've had a feel of riding this before. It's a very different feel than Mark's design at Burley. Um, 
honestly, I think for donors, uh, a track like that suits them better that you really can open them up. And I guess my hope would be in the beginning, since we were at a CIC on this small portion, that there would be a little more open stretch um, in the beginning and you're not having to switch back on yourself quite so much. Um, I think he, you know, was limited in, in the space that he was using and also trying to play around maybe with what he's going to do there. It's a little bit hard to tell for us to get a feel on what we are going to see or not see. Um, so I guess, is it the perfect track for Donner? Um, I think he's better on a, on a burly type course um, and terrain, but at the same time, I guess I'm somewhat comfortable with this type of feel. Um, it, to me, it is a blend of Mark designing it early and Mark designing at the Wellington showcase that we have in Florida. Um, it's kind of like the two bread. And I think the wag may be a little bit like that. <laughs> That's a very, very uh, intriguing combination. But uh, I sort of get what you mean. But having never been to either, but just looked at them online as a spectator, I sort of don't get what you mean. But uh, I, I look forward to, to seeing whether that uh, little um, look into the crystal ball comes true. But most of our listeners are, are probably not going to have the chance to ride around uh, the cross-country course. They're obviously interested in everything you've just said. And we, we love the feeling of the cross-country, want to know what the riders are feeling and what the horses are feeling. But most of us are going to be just spectating. Us mere mortals, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly just going to be a spectator this time. So as a spectator, if I'm going to go and experience the World Equestrian Games, was it any different a feel um, now that they've got the World Games uh, there? You know, is this test event? A test event is not just about testing the cross-country course or testing the venue, and they already have that. But it's about, you know, that, uh, that test of upgrading to a World Games standard and a World Championship standard. So did you feel any difference there that, that the spectators might be uh, encouraged by or look forward to? Yeah, I mean, I think the venue lends itself to being an unbelievable place to be able to go and spectate. Um, you know, I, I, I do think logistically they have some work to do um, in terms, you know, as uh, is very understandable because they came into this very late in the game after Bromont dropped it. Um, but the whole feel to the venue, uh, I, I would, it would be an amazing place to spectate, almost easier than going to Kentucky in 2010 where things are a little more spread out. It seems like you actually could see more as a spectator on the cross country. Um, and then even for the other disciplines, everything is so insular and right together. So I think it really will lend itself to feeling like all of the uh, disciplines are one unit um, as opposed to my experience in Normandy where we felt quite isolated um, and I never really felt like I was at the WAG until Sunday when we went to the show jumping venue at the stadium. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that that's a really good, good point. A really good point, Lynn. Um, and I mean, I didn't get to ride in Normandy, but I did, funnily enough, do the test event there. Um, just like we've just done the test event here. And, um, it was it was interesting when we were there. And of course, it's closed to all of the spectators at the time. And I was looking around thinking, oh, my gosh, how are they going to get all the people in here? And I think that was a, a big issue, whereas at, at Tryon, I think there is a lot of work going into that already. And the venue itself is is amazing. I mean, it's like its own little city. It's its own little town. And I think they're working very hard to, to make that better and better. So hopefully it will be, you know, that enjoyable experience like so many people had um, the last time the World Equestrian Games was was here in the United States at Kentucky. But um, stepping away from that a little bit, of course, you were, you were lucky enough to have three horses there. You had one horse competing in his very first CISD three-star and he finished seventh, which was 
quite impressive there because it was a very difficult show jumping track at the end and you, you jumped a super uh, double clear, not many of those. And then, of course, you had um, your old old faithful friend, Donner, and um, a relatively new ride to yourself in um, the previous Hannah ride under suspension. Um, so can you just um, let us know how, how they got on? Obviously, you did quite well. And, you know, each horse is quite different, aren't they? All three of them are very different horses. Yeah, they really honestly couldn't be uh, more different from each other. Um, Donner had... Uh, he was up first in the show jumping. The time was really, really hard to make. So I did, uh, I had the last pull down um, the back of the officer, which was honestly a bit me. And I didn't know how tight the time was. So I think my three-star horse benefited from me having two trips around the track uh, before he went, which is why I was able to figure out how to make the time on him. Um, Donner felt fantastic going into this, really. This kind of venue does suit him um, because he does, not do well with a lot of atmosphere that's spread out, but when it's very insular, um, he actually feels more secure. So it was it was a nice practice to be able to take him in the venue and feel how he possibly could feel. Um, and then the three star horse, yeah, it was his first step up to the level. Um, he just did Carolina advance two weeks before, which was not an easy track, and you never know how they're going to come out after that. But um, it was also a great. Uh, opportunity to practice jumping show jumping last to see how he felt because uh, we don't get a lot of opportunities to do that here um, he's really happy with how he jumped on the final day he really got better and better as the weekend went on um, and then the last one under suspension who was a previous ride of Hannah Sue uh, that was my second uh, run at the level with her she did Carolina three star and then uh, the advanced here uh, just still getting to know her Hannah's been so helpful um, just figuring out how to um, ride her. You know, Hannah is one of my dearest friends, and it's a bit of a, a, an unfortunate way to come about getting the ride on another horse. Um, so she has been unbelievably helpful in being a friend and, you know, also someone that knows this horse very well because it's not an easy feat to be able to step into the stirrups and get on instantly with a horse like that. So. I think she's been a tremendous help in, in uh, having me forge that relationship with her. Um, and I was really, really happy with the way the horse went. Um, so, yeah, because her next step would um, be looking ahead to a CCI this spring um, and then just go from there. Well, Lynn, it certainly sounds like you've got every single element of your horse's uh, careers planned out and you're very just listening to you're very analytical in everything uh that you've been telling us you know in in the courses and the horses and why which horse went to which competition why that what they were doing at each competition and what you're you're aiming to get from them so i'm gonna say i'm gonna preempt something in a minute that that liz is going to get very excited about asking you her normal favorite uh you know top tip uh, top training tip which is always a bit of a tongue tester for, t- for tappers um but uh i'm going to uh get in there first and ask one of my favorite questions of our uh, of our interviewees and that is just to say where are you and what are you doing at this point in the world because you've been telling us all about the fork and we know you've been there but i know what event riders are like they live life at a million miles an hour i'm sat at a, a gloomy desk in a in the 
nighttime of Wiltshire in my office, having just spent all day at a dressage show. Good Lord. Oh, how boring was that? I didn't oh say my. that, but I did. Yes. <laughs> oh, my. And it wasn't even a dressage show. It was an arena familiarization day of the dressage. So that was great. Um, and But Liz is sunning herself by the pool, drinking, sipping cocktails. Oh, uh, I don't know, you know about that. Doing, you haven't well, seen our, our weather. <laughs> whilst, I've whilst gotten doing crazy. Crazy. Yeah. today. Lynn, what have, we, what have we interrupted I, your day? And where exactly are you at the moment conducting this interview by the, by the marvels of modern technology? Yeah, I'm not sunning myself. I am uh, at my farm teaching a bunch of lessons this afternoon. I actually have a student waiting up there right now because I interrupted her lesson to come take this call. We live in dead cell phone service. So I'm in my pack room on the Wi-Fi so I can actually talk to you guys. Um, and yeah, we came back from Carolina. It's been a, a bit of a, a weather shock for the horses and us as well, being in the sun all winter and then all of a sudden coming back up here. It was uh, snowing yesterday when I was sending out some uh, cross-country uh. exercises. Um, so that was a rude awakening. And it's uh, almost middle of April. So I think our seasons are a bit confused this year. But um, it is good practice for the horses to have to come back up here because you never know what kind of weather you're going to get at Kentucky. Uh, whether it'll be 80s and sunny or all of a sudden the storm will come through and it's 30s and windy. So I do actually think the horses acclimate well to going into the spring season when I come back up here from Florida a little bit early. It just makes it a bit miserable for the rest of us trying to do our job every day. Well, I hear you, Lynn. And we have had here in Florida, we've had biblical rain is the best way I can put it. I mean, Proper. I'm I'm quite soggy still from riding, so we're not exactly stunning ourselves here. But yeah. I digress, and I will get to that to that question that I love to ask, which um, Tappers has preempted. I love to ask all of our top riders for their top training tip. I say that lots of times quickly, um, and this can be just something you take with you all the time, or you know, just whatever you feel is the best training tip for yourself or that you you take with you to every horse that you ride yeah i'd say being uh i just like to be consistent with the horses from the ground all the way into the tack um i am not one that believes you know i don't practice natural horsemanship but i do a lot of stuff with rope halters and if i'm having a little trouble on the horse i usually end up having to get off and work them a bit on the ground and have that conversation and then get back on so i think just you know, being very consistent in the relationship you have with your horse all the way from how they are in the stall and, um, you know, with the grooms or with yourself um, and then under saddle. So there is a mutual respect and understanding when you actually have to pull it out in the end of the day. Um, and maybe that comes from me having some difficult horses or special horses and trying to figure out how to get the best out of them, uh, particularly the long-term partner Donner. It's something I still have to go back to with him when he's completely lost his marbles, but I have to go back to the basics <laughs> and make sure I set him straight and then go back into the saddle. So um, I, I'd say that would be the first thing that comes to mind is just always being very consistent with how you are in every single part of how you're working around them, not just in your training every day from the saddle. Excellent. Thank you very much, Lynn. We, we always, I, I, I'm always intrigued to listen to what each person says. And, and I really like that, uh, you know, the working from the ground idea and poor old Donner. He says he tries, he tries to keep himself all together, doesn't he? <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but thank 
Lynn, I know that you have stepped away from your teaching to um, fit in a bit of time for us, so we will let you get back to that. And thank you very, very much for being on the Eventing Radio Show. And how can people follow your progress? I know you're off to Kentucky very soon. There'll be many people that will be going there to watch. Um, Are you on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram? Sell yourself to all your listeners. Yes, I'm on all of them. I uh, learned to ask equestrian on Facebook. I'm also on Twitter as well, so you can follow me on either and uh, update pretty regularly. Um, I have uh, great help in Leslie Mintz, who works for the USDA, who helps with all my social media and takes amazing pictures. So she's very good at keeping everybody updated while I'm riding, and I'm very lucky to have her on my team. Um, so, yeah, follow me on either Lynn's Fancy Question on Facebook or um, on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, hope to see everybody in Kentucky. ERA of any membership offers something for everyone. Become an ERA member and you have your voice heard. Enjoy course walks and receive invitations to special events. As an ERA Plus member, you'll receive all the perks of membership as well as the opportunity to take part in ERA of NA programs. You can also be eligible for the awards program and receive special discounts. If you are a rider or equine professional, ERA professional membership offers outstanding accident and disability insurance. Don't miss out on these special opportunities. Join the ERA of NA today at eraofna.com backslash join. Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. It's the end of our eventing radio show presented by the Eventing Riders Association of North America. You can learn more about Eventing Riders Association of North America at eraofna.com. And you can find the links to today's guests and the topics we've discussed at eventingradio.com. Follow Eventing Radio on Facebook. Just search for the eventing radio show and of course on twitter at eventing radio and because eventing people are active people on the go all of the time you can listen to the eventing radio show anytime anywhere with the free horse radio network app it's for iphone and android just go to your app store and search horse radio network and you can subscribe via itunes thanks again to our title sponsor bit of britain I'm Liz Halliday-Sharp, and you can follow me on Facebook, Liz Halliday, on Instagram, Liz Halliday-Sharp, on Twitter, at Liz Halliday, and of course, on our website, hseventing.com. And I've been Tappers in Your Ears, and you can follow me in my antics on Facebook, Tapner Eventing Team, on Twitter, at Tapner Eventing, on Instagram, at Tapner Eventing. I think I've got a Snapchat account somewhere if you can search for me. And also, of course, the website, tapnereventingteam.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>